All right, Steve Palmer here, Lawyer Talk, off the record, on the air, ready to tune in with the Blitz. It is Wednesday again, taking phone-in legal questions, helping solve the Blitz Nation problems. Stand by, expect them shortly. Hey, uh, Steve, I might have legal problems, man. I am here to help. I took my son Knox over to a golf lesson at the PGA store. Yeah. And I think it may be illegal how badass he was. I mean, oh it God. was pretty fun. <laughs> Watching a little guy play some golf is a good time. That's awesome. So uh, he's uh, is he a natural? Has he had some uh, instruction before? No, this is, I mean, he's... Uh, that was day one. Never See, had any instruction. Just day one. He, he came in dressed all in his Pokemon gear like he's sponsored by friggin' Pokemon. He's over... <laughs> He's over here Pikachu'd out, and he's, I mean, the swing, it made me mad. Uh, you, you know, little kids and some, in, in particular, girls, like, if they've so never swung a golf club. No, little it's like, if they, if they don't have any instruction and they just swing it naturally, most time, more times than not, it's so effortless. Mm-hmm. And you're like, how is that so effortless right Definitely. now? Definitely. Yeah. Anyway, I want to sue him. I just want to let you know that, Steve. Thank you. I'll be there any for you. legal counsel. Thank you. Uh, let's get Aaron here on line one. He has uh, an assault charge. Aaron. Yeah. Now, is the assault charge on you? Well, yeah, unfortunately, yes. Um, my brother had stolen a whole bunch of money from my dying grandmother, and he had the nerve to show up at her funeral. And when he did, I punched him square in the jaw. Mm. And... He filed assault charges on me, had me arrested right there in the home. Uh, it was, let's just say it was years tough. Um, and I'll, I'll gladly take the assault charge if that's what comes of it. But since that assault charge, I have been diagnosed schizophrenic. Um, will that diagnosis help me out on that charge at all because I wasn't in my right mind when I did it. I mean, well, like let I me, said, yeah, let me give you a couple thoughts here. I mean, first of all, I, I, depending on this jurisdiction, you really, actually not even depending on the jurisdiction, you really, really need to have an attorney. And let's just sort of talk generically because if this is an ongoing case and you're represented, uh, I, I can't really give you legal advice, but you know, commenting from the big picture standpoint, uh, an assault on a family or household member, meaning somebody with whom you used to live or share a house with or married to or et cetera, uh, that can be elevated to something called also a domestic violence. So you can have an assault plus a domestic violence. Uh, these are offenses of violence, so they're nothing to reckon with. They're misdemeanors when a basic assault is a misdemeanor, the first degree carries with it a maximum punishment of six months in jail, $1,000 fine. The rub is this. It's an offense of violence, and it is impossible I'm never saying possible, but it is hard to seal those things from your record. It may be impossible. Uh, a simple assault now, I think we can seal, but if it's a domestic violence, no way. And then you have all these other problems, like uh, if you have firearms, they can create a Brady exclusion for possession and ownership of firearms. Uh, it just is uh, its a mess. So it's something you want to uh, take seriously. And I wouldn't just go plead guilty to something. So That's first. Secondly, regarding mental health issues, I think that's always important. And I think the older I get, the more I recognize that 
crime, criminal activity, allegations like this, they don't happen in a vacuum. Usually there's something else at play. I think most of us are inherently uh, not criminals. And, uh, you know, when we when we do things that we later regret or result in criminal behavior, I always try now to find out what is really going on. Is there a substance abuse problem? Is that a symptom for a mental health problem? Is there something else that triggered this? And, and to me, that's important for several reasons. Sometimes uh, it can amount to an offense or a defense. If you have uh, a mental health problem that is significant enough to create uh, insanity or temporary insanity, obviously uh, that's a plea that you can enter uh, in a lot of cases. Uh, but beyond that, it's mitigating. You know, I think judges, courts, the system likes to know what happened, why it happened, and why it's not going to happen again. And in order to get to that last question, you have to dig into the mental health and or the cause of it. So to answer all your questions, yes, I mean, I think all of that is relevant. All of that is uh, uh, is part and parcel to your case. How far it goes, I don't know. Um, this is one that if you want help uh, from me or somebody at my office, man, give us a shout, 614-224-6142. If you already have an attorney, Please make sure your attorney understands the mental health component to this and what's going on. I would get that documented from doctors uh, down to what medication you're taking, if you any, uh, who you're seeing, and uh, what the protocol for treatment is. Man, thank, thank you. I, I'm going to give you guys a call. All right, man. Hey, just uh, give us a shout. Yeah, that's, that's great. That's great advice, too. All right. Uh, Roger is standing by, Steve, uh, with uh, an experience. Is this an expunging uh, question? You want to get something expunged? Roger. Big Rog. Hey, Roger that. No, he's not there. 821-9970-800-821-9970. We got a couple of calls coming in. I want to pause and clear the line so that way uh, Thick Rick can get these guys on hold. We have some text Randy has standing yeah, by. Yeah, we do. So, Steve, we'll get you live right after this. Awesome. Steve Palmer is joining us live for legal advice. And we have Dagger, who is on the phone right now. Uh, Dagger got into a fight with a homeless guy. Hey, Dagger. Yeah, how you doing, man? All right, man. Uh, I'm, I'm doing just fine, so you're not. Tell us what's happening. Well, what happened was um, this homeless guy was harassing me and me and my wife. And he got, you know, got too much in our personal space. And you know, fight and suit and I'll beat the shit out of him. Oh, we can't say the S word, man. So oh, I'm sorry, he I'm got sorry, too I'm close sorry. and you ended up uh, fighting him. Yeah, 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 yeah. I ended up getting a fight with the man. I've seen that on YouTube yeah. called bum fights. Which is uh, <laughs> I've very seen that sad. On yeah, very sad. Not cool, man. Okay. Here we go. You know, it was a really bad situation. Well, I I, I don't have any violence on my criminal record at all, okay? But now I do. So now when I go um, look for different jobs, like if I wanted to change the profession I'm in now, uh, it's it's damn near impossible because I have a, a what would you call it? Um, not, they didn't charge me with assault. Um, he didn't press any charges, but I had to go to court on it. And it's still on the record, but I didn't get charged really like with anything. I think I paid up. Wait a minute. Yeah, I did. I paid a hundred fifty dollar fine. Well, you know, we can look and into this. I don't know. You were charged with something. If you paid a fine, there was some criminal case, and what what that was, I don't know. Uh, but here's here's what we disorderly conduct. All right. Well, 
if you have nothing else on your record aside from that or no other offenses that would prevent you from having your record sealed up, we can certainly apply to the court to have your record sealed. Disorderly conduct is uh, is one of those offenses that is eligible. Uh, generally speaking, you wait one year from the date that you're done with whatever punishment that you had, which is maybe just a fine. So a year from the date you paid the fine, you, uh, uh, you apply to have your record sealed. There's a filing fee. We have to show that your interest in having your record cleaned up and sealed is more important than whatever government interest there is in maintaining it. And that way, if you're changing careers, looking for jobs, or doing whatever, for the most part, you can say that you've got no convictions. There are exceptions. Certain uh, employers, uh, certain government jobs, if, if you're looking for a job with children around or, or something with security involved, they can look into records that have been sealed but uh, they say anyway that in the main, your record is clean. So uh, if you want uh, some help with it, give us a shout, 614-224-6142. We're happy to jump in and, and see what we can do for you. And before you go, uh, exactly like where were you Like when the homeless guy got into it with you? Oh, believe it or not, this wasn't even in Columbus. I live down around Perry County. Mm, don't believe it. All right, well, uh, hey, thanks so much, man. Appreciate you. <laughs> See you, man. Later. Have a good day. Have a good day brother. You too. Later, man. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Randy, what do you have on text? We have texts. We've got texts. Hey, Steve, I know this is not your area of expertise, but I do have a question. A company I used to work for a couple of years back did my taxes for pre-employment. In doing so, I was not aware they claimed me as a zero when I should have been claimed as a one or maybe a two. When I went to file my taxes, I learned that I owed the IRS around two grand. What are my options in this regard? I'm now owing the IRS because of which I didn't get my federal or my state last year for 2019 and maybe not get 2020. Yeah. That's a shaky dog. I, I boy, I can't. <laughs> yeah. So I, I guess here, here's the deal. Um, you owe the tax and I don't know there's any recourse other than to pay the tax. And, and here's what happens. This is like, I've always said that if the American public actually knew how much they paid in tax, that means how much their employer withheld for them and uh, paid for them, and then uh, you don't really even know what happens. You just think, ooh, I get a refund here. Well, what that when you get a refund, it means that you have overpaid the government. Uh, they've had your money for all those months, and now you're getting it back. It's not, it, it is your money. Now, if you don't pay in advance, in other words, if, you're, if you didn't claim exemptions or, or, or whatever it would have been, you owe money for one reason or another, then all that means is you got to pay it. Uh, and I suppose on the one hand, you can look at it like, that's good news. The government didn't have my money all those months uh, just to sit on it. On the other hand, if you don't budget for that, it can sort of sting when you owe the money. So I guess if you want to prevent that, now you know going forward uh, to fix it and either hold back money so you have it come April uh, or uh, you know change whatever is on the form that you filled out, your employment form, and uh, so the, the your employer withholds more and then you don't get stuck like this. But you know, I think the best balance is if you owed nothing at the end of every tax season and the government owed you nothing at the end of tax season, that would be the best because that means you're not in your pocket to uh, make up for any difference and the government didn't get to have your money for any length of time that uh, they weren't entitled to, uh, that they weren't entitled to have. So anyway, that's my thought on it. Okay. Uh, someone else wrote in, I'm not going to say his name, but he says, my company is writing down in their books that I am paying for a truck that I don't pay a dime for, including insurance, fuel, and maintenance. I'm a 1099 employee, and they're saying that I can use it as a tax write-off at the end of this tax season. Is that legal? 
All right, so he's a 1099. The first question is, is somebody a valid 1099 employee? And the, here's the difference. If you're a W-2 employee, then your employer has to uh, has to withhold and pay tax on your behalf. You you know, there's all sorts of stuff, FICA taxes and other things they do. If you're not, then the employer just pays you, writes a check to the 1099 subcontractor, and that's income to the subcontractor who then is responsible for his own taxes. So whether they have an LLC or they're just self-employed, they have to pay their own tax estimates. They have to uh, uh, do their own withholdings. And it's it's it, it's better for the employer to have 1099s um, because they pay less, about 7% probably. Uh, so now the question is, the employer is writing off, it sounds like, expenses relative to uh, a vehicle used by the contractor. I don't know the veracity of this. I don't know if it's if it's legal, kosher, whatever the term would be, but it's a big enough question where I'd want to talk to an accountant. And I certainly, I, I would say this, both sides probably cannot deduct that expense. Um, and having a vehicle, you know, that could be a, that could be a, a equipment that you depreciate over time, uh, sometimes there's ways to accelerate the depreciation. Um, you can almost always write off either fuel or mileage, mostly not both. Um, and again, I'm no tax accountant. I'm no tax attorney. I just, uh, you know, I slept at Holiday Inn last night, so I know a little bit about this stuff. So <laughs> I, I would say talk to an accountant. Uh, do not get, uh, don't fall into a trap of taking your tax advice from somebody who you think may be doing it wrong in the first place. Talk to an accountant. It is worth it. An accountant's sort of like a, maybe like a realtor. Everybody says, well, the realtor took all this money. Well, they saved you a lot too. They found your house. They sold your house. They did whatever they do. They, they do get, they, they do provide a service for what uh, they get paid for. And here, I think getting some accountant advice is going to be critical, especially if you have your own business where you're getting 1099 checks um, as a subcontractor Getting some tax advice may, might actually save you thousands of dollars in the long run uh, just to get things set up and done correctly. So if you want a referral, I got a good one, 614-224-6142. I'll be happy to uh, to share it. I know we got to go quick, but I have one more to squeeze in. Uh, my wife works at this place. They promised her an extra $5,000 a year because she just got it promoted. She just got promoted, but they'd give her the 5000 a year after this class. She told them she is pregnant. Now they took away the class and the money. Did they break the law? Ah, uh, this is a resounding, I don't know. I would need to know more about what the terms of employment were, what the job is. It Was there a contract for the extra? Um, generally speaking, with employment stuff, I always say, you know, employers can do whatever they want. They can fire you. They can hire you at will. They can't do that, however, if their motives are bad, if they are making decisions based upon uh, race, age, gender, um, or other suspect classifications, or if they're doing something else that just isn't right, then generally speaking, there is a claim. Um, now, I, I don't do employment law regularly. I refer these case out, cases out to uh, good attorneys, and I'd be happy to do that here. Uh, send me an email. Give me a shout. You can check it out at ohiolegaldefense.com or just call 614-224-6142. All right. One of the best, the guy I use, Steve Palmer, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, everybody. All right, that was the Blitz. I am here alone in the bunker doing Lawyer Talk Blitz Wednesday. Uh, not everybody can get here every week, but I always do, or at least I try to. 
Uh, good questions today. I like to see that uh, it sounds like people are, in fact, back to work doing uh, things that require legal advice. Now, that may sound sort of awkward or backwards, rather. Uh, on the other hand, I have always noted that as as law goes or as society goes, so does the law. So uh, generally speaking, more economic activity, more stuff going on out there in the world, the more legal problems there are. And when things are quiet in the legal world, that usually represents a pretty stagnant economic structure. So that's just my, uh, call it anecdotal 25 years of experience watching advice. Um, couple things coming. Uh, we will be here next week, next Wednesday, answering Blitz questions. Uh, if somebody has their own legal question, you don't want to call into the Blitz with Randy and Loper, then just check us out at LawyerTalkPodcast.com. That's LawyerTalkPodcast.com. Go there. We have a portal or interface that lets you send us an email, send us a question. If you have a topic you want us to cover, that's awesome too. I'd be happy to do it. Uh, if it's legal related, I'll do my best. If it's not legal related, I'll do my best. If it has nothing to do with anything, I will do my best. Uh, expect everybody back next week here for Lawyer Talk, off the record, on the air, at least until now.